Three, two, one. Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody, to another scandalous episode of High Expectations, where the only thing higher than the expectations is us. us. High Expectations is a movie review podcast uh, through the lens of smoking weed. So the rating we give these movies is based off of the experience we're having while we're high and watching these movies. We got four categories that each of us fill out. Uh, the first one being quotability. Second one is rewatchability. Uh, the third one is a more objective score from Rotten Tomatoes, which we pull the audience score from that. And then the last but most important and heavily weighted is the smokeability for that movie. So that's what Rightly you're getting. So. And with me, one of the hosts, D'Lo, he will be with me from the beginning to the end of this podcast, however long we go. Always. Um, myself, I'm Kaz. Both of us are big time movie lovers, big time pot smokers and pot lovers. So this is just a really, really good fit for us. Uh, for everybody that's been listening mm-hmm. since day one, super appreciative of that. Uh, we kind of went at this it's very new for us and we've made slight changes along the way we've been taking feedback from different people at different times and really trying to get better each week so thank you again for always tuning in and any feedback whether it's good bad we're gonna listen to it and definitely at least talk about it offline with each other so yeah um, man we uh we just hit 350 overall listens of the podcast so that's pretty dope Big milestone. Uh, obviously, we want to keep growing. So for everyone out there, keep sharing this, letting people know. Again, get involved Tell with us. Friends. Yeah, get involved with us. Give us categories, you know, whatever you want. For those of you who might just have started listening, if you want to listen to our intro podcast, that's a good way to kind of know what the rundown is a little bit more in detail in terms of what you're getting with this podcast and a little bit more about Delo and myself. So uh, we have a kind of a a different category this week. Uh, We decided to get some other people involved with this, right? Because that's something that we've talked about a lot. So the category we went with, and I don't don't know how we want to term this, but I kind of went with post breakup go-to, right? Yes. And each of us asked our significant others for movies that they would go to post whether it's a big breakup or not but like we wanted to know okay what what movie are you going to put on maybe that night that it happens right like you just had a you know a good relationship it's ended what are you going (laughs) to and there's it's funny because there's a wide variety of movies that i i would think people would go to so um but this was a fun we hit way. Some interesting ones. I think they they picked some interesting ones for us to to dive into, and total opposite ends of the spectrum too. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but super fun. So uh, we'll let you know what those movies are in a second. But something I wanted to just kind of chat about before before we dive into it was I I started subscribing to this guy on Instagram or following this guy on Instagram, and he basically just shows little clips of, okay, if I were to explain to my kid what it was like to grow up in the 80s, right? And I just started getting in my feels, my nostalgic feels 
hardcore, man. Like he was talking about arcades, trampolines, Mm -hmm. roller skating Mm -hmm. rinks, like all these things. And I, you know, and I think you and I kind of treat this podcast sometimes as our tribute to trip down memory lane. Yeah. Yeah. And just like a tribute to the nineties and somewhat early two thousands. That's a lot of the movies we pick kind of fall in that range. Yeah. So this is kind of our ode to the nineties in terms of movies. And you and I, when we grew up in the nineties, we weren't smoking weed yet. So we're, we're like (laughs) actually watching, rewatching some of these movies from a totally different perspective. So it's been super fun. Is there, and I was just thinking about these things, like, is there one thing from the nineties that you really miss that you wish oh, was still like a fad or like a thing? Cause I know for me, the one thing that always comes to mind is neighborhood manhunt. Like, dude, I'm not even kidding. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like nobody, I don't, you would know better than me. Uh, you're more in tune with what the younger crowd is doing with their free time these days. But like, I don't hear about, I don't hear parents talking about how their kids are out there running how? around playing manhunt with well, the kids different... on the block. Yeah. Uh, it's really, it's spooky that you brought this up because literally I was walking around uh, yesterday or today in this beautiful weather that we've got, like kind of early fall weather here um, in, in August, which is nice. But I was like, man, this is like perfect manhunt weather, right? Like it's a little cool, especially at night, it cools off you can run around, get crazy. Uh, it's so it's wild that you brought up manhunt, but yeah, manhunt just, I think, um, and it's something, and this is going to sound like such an old person thing, but just when you drive around and when I owned a house previously, it was in a neighborhood. You just don't see kids like outside playing outside, like engaging like that anymore. Yeah. Really, like I feel like you always knew where your friends were because all the bikes were in that person's front yard. Like exactly. you didn't have cell phones to text. You had to just kind of like ride your bike around and figure out what the fuck was going on. Um, I, I think like you brought up arcades. They've I thought you would for sure pick, pick arcades because I, I like, love arcades. Dude. I loved arcades, man. I still like I. I I'm a big fan of when you go to like a bowling alley or some shit and you have like big buck hunt, just loved beating Joel and big buck hunt. Um, Or, you know, or other barcades now, barcades now are the way to go for the four player, big arcade cabinets with uh, Simpsons and turtles and, and uh, it's funny that you're wearing a Ninja Turtles shirt as we speak. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And the only other thing I was going to bring up to you is because, as Dilo was mentioning, we are both out uh, in the Pacific Northwest enjoying this this weather right now, which has kind of been perfect all summer, has kind of shifted a little bit towards fall, but is still perfect right now. But I also we were hanging out last night and I just started thinking about like some of the things that I do miss about the East coast that I thought were kind of random that I don't think many people miss. And I was just thinking about how I do miss that every once in a while, that really humid day. I don't know what it is, but like every so often you miss that. I do like, I don't want it That's on crazy, a regular man. basis. Cause we, you know, we used to work at a summer camp together and you know, some of those days were just brutal, especially back to back to back to back, like whole weeks. But I, just I entire do. weeks of hundred degree weather with just ninety nine percent humidity. Awful. Yeah. 
But I no, thank you. I would take one of those or two of those a summer out here just to kind of like feel the heat. But I know I'm probably alone in that. But I just I thought that was funny. That That's I was one thing I really, night. really don't miss. I really do not miss the humidity, the humidity and the bugs. And that's nope. fair. I, I can do without them. All right. Well, now we know how you stand on this uh, whole East versus West battle. <laughs> and maybe we'll keep talking about these things on each episode. Like maybe every so often I'll bring up things that, you know, kind of compare East to West. So we'll see how that goes. So yeah, let's talk about the movies that we picked this week. Uh, like we said, total opposite ends of the spectrum, but still really fun movies to try and get on here and see how they do. Uh, so I'll share what movie my spouse picked. So she went a uh, very far end of the spectrum. So post breakup uh, movie that she picked was Steel Magnolias. Go ahead, Malin, slapper. Are you crazy? Hedda, are you high, Clary? Clary, have you lost your mind? We'll sell t-shirts saying I slapped Weezer Boudreaux. And again, this movie is a heavy, heavy hitter, very emotional, uh, but I get it. You know, I think some people really, when they go through, you know, down times, any they, they, anything that's going to cause like big emotions, right? Like yeah. even if it's a, a short short term relationship, but you felt something really big there, yeah, your emotions are high. You really sometimes you just it, it feels you better get into those to fucking feel. cry it out, yeah. And and this is a movie that's going to get yeah. you into those feelings, man, big time. Yeah. So again, I I actually did I, I love this movie. I grew up watching this movie, but it's a great movie. Super emotional, lots of big time actors. So uh, I thought it was a good pick for this week. And then it's a it's a good pick for the category. It's a wild pick stoned. <laughs> it is a wild we'll pick stoned, and but we it will is get a into wild that. stoned movie. And then what did your better half go with this week? <laughs> um, I don't think either of us were surprised by the picks of our partners here. Hell no. Katie, this is an all-time favorite of hers, and actually, this is a really fun week because we watched both movies together, so we were able to chat about them, and again, this is an all-time favorite for her. It's, again, like we were saying, a very different style movie. This is going to be the one where you're kind of closer to feeling a little better about the breakup, and you're ready to say, fuck it and get over it. You throw on Legally Blonde. Hi, Woods, comma L. You cheer for L. Woods the entire time, and it's empowering for sure. Yeah, it, it definitely is movie. the opposite effect, right? Like yeah. you're almost trying to get out of your feels and come above it, and be like, you know yeah. what? I'm putting my best foot forward, and we're gonna we're gonna fucking do this. One of the one of my high thoughts while we were watching it was Steel Magnolias is the beginning of the breakup movie. Legally Blonde is an end of the breakup movie. Sure. Right. I like can see when how you're, that falls. When you're yeah. when you're ranging through the when you're going through the stages of grief or or whatever, uh, when you're finally to the later stage, you're gonna throw on Legally Blonde. Whereas when you really want to cry it out, you're gonna throw on Steel Magnolia. Exactly. Um so in keeping with the the point of this podcast, we also both smoked to watch both of these movies. Uh I 
went with, you know, I've been doing a lot of bubbler recently with flour. I've really been enjoying experimenting and tasting all the different types of flour. So this week I went with, I went to Dockside again. I've been going there a lot more recently. I just really like their selection and kind of what you were talking about last time, just the way they display things mm -hmm. uh, is super, super nice. So I went with uh, a strain called Zope. Uh, and I actually, I got an eighth of this because it was so highly recommended by the bud tender, but it was, it was a, uh, indica heavy weed, which I know we've been sort of going back and forth, but I think now we're starting to realize that maybe the indicas are kind of good for movies, but this indica's is, it, man. In, this is an indica leaning, uh, herb from Royal tree garden. So, uh, Good lineup. Uh, you know, the bud tender really likes this royal tree. So I may do kind of what you were doing. I may try and run through some more that are within that royal tree uh, family. So that's what yeah, I went with this week. I like I like royal tree stuff. I think they are good stuff. I um I visited our friends at the Kushri. Shout out. Kushri. I also got an eighth because this is very highly recommended. Went with high-end farms. Again, we've talked about them a few times. I think we've both um, had some high-end farms buds. I also did Indica Dominant because I do, in our exploration of this podcast or, or these, you know, the topic of what's better, I'm finding that I do enjoy Indica Dominant. Maybe not like straight Indica, but an Indica Dominant hybrid. I agree. Um, because yeah. Sometimes you, straight indica puts me to bed. You need a little bit of the pep mm -hmm. of the sativa. Especially on longer movies. Um, but I went with high-end farms, California raisins. Mostly because the name was cool. It made me, again, got me nostalgic. Was it tasty? It was. It was, it was like, it kind of, it was interesting. Because you would expect it to be kind of, cit not citrusy, but fruity and like kind of a sweet smell. But it was more gassy. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I mean, it was, it was good, good bud for good sure. Buds. That's all we're looking for. And you did, what did you, you had a joint? Is that a Jazzaroo? Yeah. One with a joint. That's your, always your weapon of choice. My weapon of choice. My, I think I need to find a different weapon because it's a lot of joints. Yeah. And again, I think with the joints specifically, it's just harder to conserve, but I think that's the other reason is that like, I really like to try to make it last as long as possible. And like, let's say you buy an eighth, you know, I'm not saying like, it's going to make your eighth last like twice as long, but you may get like another two or three smoke sessions out of well, it yeah, if you're using a bowl or a bubbler. With a bowl or a bubbler, or even a bong, which has like the deeper bowls, you're not putting like, you're putting almost a full gram into a regular size joint cone or whatever, maybe not a right. gram. That's right. a fat fucking joint, but fat joints. But you're putting maybe you're putting more bud into a joint wrapper than you are into a bowl, and the bowl you can take it, you can control it, and kind of control how much you're smoking at a time. Whereas the joint, you'll probably put down half of it and be like, "Holy shit, maybe it's gone. Slow down." Well, yeah, or. Or you just like, you're not even paying attention. You burn the whole thing down. So when you do smoke a bowl, I know it's, I, I think it's been a while for you, but like, 
Do you, are you somebody who just goes right on the top and torches it? Or do you kiss the flame on the side and start going Mm -hmm. at it by sections? Yeah. I section it because I, I, I usually do usually like halves, right? So I'll go to the right half. I'll, I'll I'll kiss, like you said, kiss the lip, kind of breathe or like breathe the, the fire into the bowl down into it. Yeah. And then take a rip there, maybe get one or two rips from the right side and then go my next hit, go to the left side hit that side you know to always try and get the fresh greens i always yeah. like that for the first hit is always just such a beautiful oh, fucking God. thing dude it's yeah. so good uh all right it's always nice it always, it's always nice when someone packs a bowl and gives you first greens i know and like, i always like, do that i feel like I you do away you, the first hit. you're because you're a generous man and you you like people to to enjoy i just experience. you know what it is man i've always just had an abundance of wheat right you Whether always have- it's the amount of then, times you smoked me out is nuts. But like literally like living here, obviously, right? Like oh, yeah. anywhere and everywhere we can get the best kinds. And then before it was really recreational legal, I, I always had it. Like I always Buy had bulk. bulk. <laughs> like I always yeah. had Q, QPs. I always had quarter pounds yeah, you, wherever yeah. I was. So you and I our just, one buddy would just have tons. insane amounts of buds all yeah. the time. And life is just so much better now because, like, I just like they don't because it was mids. They were like exactly always good bud, right? I just walking around with quarter pounds of mid grade buds, or I can get an eighth of like primo. So, um, shit, yeah, yeah. But all right, so let's hop into these movies. Let's start with Steel Magnolias uh, because I'm excited to talk about that, and I'm just because I'm just more interested to hear what. you and I kind of rated this because again, like we said, it, it's a movie that's going to get you in your feels, which smoking can sometimes go hand in hand with. And actually, you know, some people like that. So we'll see how we, how we did with this. Uh, but for those of you who have not seen this movie, which, you know, I, I totally get, uh, Dilo, <laughs> why don't you let them know kind of what, what the general, uh, in general, what they're getting. Yeah. With steel magnolias, this is a great, Again, it's a great, it's a classic movie, actually originally a play uh, by Robert Harling based on his life. His sister um, kind of experienced some of the events in this, in this movie. So it's very true to his, his life story, which is very interesting. Um, And here is the movie info. How do you say Sally Field's name? Emlyn? Uh, Yeah, I think that's how you say it. It's super Southern. It's like a super... Because the way it's written is Emily. M apostrophe L Y N N, so Emmeline, right? Emmeline, Emmeline. I want to say Emeline. you almost have to you have to almost have to say Emeline. it with like yeah, say it with like a southern. <laughs> Should I southern read it as a plan. southern? Yeah, read, if you can. Emmeline go for is it. the mother of Rod to be Shelby Eaton too. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, that was great. Keep going. All right, all right. <laughs> Here is the movie info for Steel Magnolias. <laughs> I'm going to charge you. Emlyn is the mother of bride-to-be Shelby Eatonton, and as friend Truvy Jones fixes the women's hair for the ceremony, they welcome a helping hand from inspiring beautician Anel. Diabetic Shelby has a health scare, which is averted, but doesn't bode well for her hopes of having children. Time passes, and the women and their friends encounter tragedy and good fortune, growing stronger and closer in the process. Solid. That was a great was southern accent. Was it decent? Yeah, I think that was good. <laughs> you sound I mean, like an idiot. You went to school in the South, so I feel like that's oh, kind of you know. Sure did. Shout out pirates to the pirates. Uh, so yeah, so 
it's a movie based in the South. Like we said, it's it's definitely Southern accent. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it. You see a lot of Southern uh, mannerisms is is like kind of part of it, but you, you see how life was in the South, and I think they did a really good job portraying. Oh that, yeah, I always appreciated about this movie, and that was kind I, of like my high thought in the background the whole time was just wow, like. I'm really actually getting a good taste of what the South would be like if I lived there dur- probably more during this time frame, but so. yeah. In the eighties, yeah. I mean, this is, this is like deep South. This is Louisiana, right? Nak- Nakatosh, Louisiana, which yeah. if you look it up is a wild spelling. It's like Natchitoches. <laughs> Jesus, Dexter. It's a crazy spelling. It's like Natchitoches or something. It's pretty wild, but and you're um, saying it's, it's in act- the deep South. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, Louisiana, which is nice. the South, the um, South, which is where R- Robert Harlan grew up. They he convinced the the director to actually film in his hometown, so it was even more true to the real life story, which is pretty cool. And this movie had really big, well, so two very big name actors, right? So you had Julia Roberts and Sally Fields, right? So both, but like even. Even they're obviously, I would say the biggest names, but like, right. if you are talking about just actors like that span lifetimes, you also have Shirley MacLaine, you have Olympia right. Dukakis, right? Dolly, Dolly Parton, Parton, dude, Dolly Parton, Hannah, Tom Skerritt. This is a stacked, stacked cast. movie. And they all did so well portraying the South. So yeah, I guess Julia Roberts and Sally Fields are like the Oscar winners type actors like they're they're kind of like the a plus list they are yeah their their performances are what drive this movie for sure and they're probably uh, other than maybe dolly parton their careers are probably the largest yeah um but well yeah dolly parton's is huge but well dolly parton is dolly parton is she is in the stratosphere all of her own she's correct a gem of a human i love her to death i love her in this movie as truvy she's great she's Great performance. I think this is one of probably my favorite Sally Fields performance. And just because of the final scene where they're Mm. like post funeral stuff, that that is scene is if you want to see like a a list, a list acting, that's, that's the scene. Look at that scene. See how her roller coaster ride through that is a gem to watch specifically sally fields but like the whole cast in that scene it it is like i said it's a master class in acting it's an incredible scene yeah sally field is she's a gem she's still a gem i love her to death um i'm i i love this i really enjoyed watching this movie but we'll talk about it so let's go to our first category with this uh so quotability is how we're going to kick how we always kick it off i so I tried to be I tried to play play nice with this because I find this movie super quotable because I watched it so much and I I can remember it um but realistically when I think back to things like I don't there's probably like one or two iconic quotes or scenes that I think the masses would remember mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I I can quote this movie. Like, if you were to give me a line or a scene and I didn't see it, I could recognize it to this movie. So you should have uh, drowned them at birth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, Weezer, dude, Weezer is yeah, super quotable. Weezer, what? 
If this is really how you feel, it isn't healthy. Maybe you should think about coming down to the guidance center and talking to someone with that help. I'm not crazy, Malin. I've just been in a very bad mood for 40 years. The so husband cool. drum suit, like, ah, thanks, Weezer. Nothing like a good piece of ass. Nothing like, like a good piece of ass with the just, armadillo cake. So Yeah. So I gave this movie a 4.9 in terms of quotability. Yeah, okay. So again, tried to be realistic, but also needed to give it its props because it, it like, to me, there, there are some one-liners and scene, like back and forth scenes that really stand out to me and I think are oh, really yeah. well written. So I gave it, I gave it a 4.9 in terms of quotability. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair score because, like you said, this is uh, this is a very popular movie, and we'll talk about that a little later on with the scores. But this can sometimes not be. I, I don't think it's the most quotable movie. There are very memorable scenes, like the whole Sally Field, uh, her Emlyn. This is a brown football. Oh, oh, honey, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> life is over i want to know how that baby will ever know how wonderful his mother was will he ever know what she went through for him? oh god i want to know why why lord i wish i could understand no 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 it's not supposed to happen this way i'm supposed to go first i've always been ready to go first I don't think I can take this. I don't think I can take this. I, I just want to hit somebody until they feel as bad as I do. I just want to hit something. I want to hit it hard. <laughs> like break down the roller coaster, like you said, her emotions. It, people quote that. And then just the whole ending. And this was one of my favorite moments in the movie because it was so sad, right? Yeah. And she's so so emotional at the end of this and i was still pretty stoned <laughs> and then clary brings weezer yep. to the front and goes here hit her hit her and she turns around and goes are you high dude i was it's so good weezer and clary's relationship is incredible um sally field as emlyn and and being shelby's mom julia roberts so good there are some really um you know, this baby's not exactly good news, right? If you drop that line, people are going to know what it's from. This 100%. is, you know what I mean? So this is a quotable movie. It's a very popular movie. Um, I went a little more generous, even though this is not a movie that I quote frequently. You have yeah. Dolly Parton dropping just gem after gem in this. And again, Dolly Parton, being Dolly Parton, brings the memorability up, I feel like. Uh, An armadillo? Yeah, there's no such shit. thing as natural beauty, right? Like she's just she's so she's so she's, good in this. She's got a lot of the what her and Weezer have a lot of the one liners that yeah, I the really, witty, really yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, Anel, um, after the baby news and all that stuff. And um, she's like, I think we should pray. And Weezer goes, I'd rather eat dirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's was, the best. Uh, dude, it's so good. She's my favorite uh, character I, by far. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah, incredible. Shirley MacLaine is a, so good. 
Um, I went. I was a little more generous. I went with a five point four for quote. Nice. Because right, cool. I do think it is a quotable movie. There's some. Just the last scene in general brings it like you. That's a bar setter for memorability. Right. right? So no, I agree. So and uh, as sad as this is going to sound the diabetic shock scene yeah. is also super memorable very very i agree so i i'm good with honestly going to like i would have given it higher but again i tried to pull the reins back a little bit on myself <laughs> but i honestly think a 5-4 is like very legit is kind of like spot on because again like it's more quotable than i think the straight up 50% average movie in my opinion. So I would like to put it at a five, four. So, okay. I'm good with that. Spot on D I like, I like where your head's at rewatchability, a little bit of different of a story for me, I think, but it's, it's a tough movie to rewatch because of how heavy it is. I think mm -hmm. so. I think for me, like my mom could rewatch this movie again and again, right? Yeah, but my mom loves this movie. I think for others, it would be really hard. And then, you know, for our listeners, uh, you know, I don't know if this would be necessarily a movie that I would even say, you know, rewatch again and again, because no. you want you want those you want to be able to get into your feels a little bit. And if you're kind of mm -hmm. numb to it because you've seen it so much, it's not going to hit the same way. So, yeah, but I gave it in terms of rewatchability. I gave it a four point five. OK, so again, um, definitely on the other end of the spectrum for me in terms of you know, I think it's a little bit below that, you know, average 50% movie in terms of rewatchability. I, I agree because like you said, it's heavy. It's so heavy. I mean, there it's littered with lighthearted moments and feel good moments. And the friendship that these women have is inspiring. Awesome. Right. And you just love that their plays into it. And it plays into those heavier moments. Exactly. Like, really hitting hard. Right. Yeah. So like, you're right, because this is not a movie you want to watch frequently, because if you watch it frequently, those moments don't hit as hard. Um, but it's a movie I feel like everyone should see at least once. I agree. Um, 100%. And I do understand that there is a rewatchability. So I also went with a 4.5 for rewatchability. Nice. Okay. So I think we're definitely both on the same page for that. We're on the and same I, page. We're on the same. It seems like we're pretty on the same page for this movie because, and this is, and I want to just for the listeners, I want to throw this out there. I love this movie. It's a fantastic movie. And we'll talk about it more with this next score because I, I love this next score. Yeah. Because it, it, it boosts. It makes it a sense. Lot. Yeah. But my scores don't reflect how I feel about the movie at large. I think this is a great movie. I don't think it's necessarily the best stoner movie. No, no, no. And again, I think that that's why this is a different niche kind of take on it. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, we were talking about it last night, how there's like all these different sites that rate things from different lenses, mm -hmm. right? Like, movies that you would show to kids movies kids. that yeah, like parental you know, have, guidance yeah exactly so like there's all these different lenses and we just i think felt like this is a lens to look at and yeah. it yeah. does not mean anything about the caliber of the movie itself right like no. think of like some great movies like uh last of the mohicans great movie right i think right would probably mm -hmm. be would probably do dog shit on our rating because oh yeah it's long 
It's yep. not particularly, there are quotes, but it's not going to be particularly quotable. So again, right. still a masterpiece of a movie. So, right. uh, yeah. but the audience of Rotten Tomatoes clearly is letting us know that it it, it is that high caliber of a movie because it got it an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes in terms of the it audience score. It. So, which it totally deserves. And so that converts to an 8.9 on our scale. But uh, the critic kind of consensus is Steel Magnolias has jokes and characters to spare, which makes it more dangerous and effective when it goes for the full melodrama by the end. So that yeah, exactly is exactly what, we're, what saying. we're saying, right? Like literally, yeah, to like a we, should, we should review movies or something. But no, and again, I think that's exactly what you and I were saying is that it's got like, it has the funny one-liners to basically set you up for these deep emotional life kind of decisions that are being made throughout the movie. Like, on you know, the, the parts of life that are part of life and things that we need to be able to deal with, feel it, but then put our best foot forward. So it does Move an amazing forward. job. Like if we were just doing a movie rating, right? Like mm. I would give this movie like a 90 or above of a grade. Yeah, like 8.9 8. I feel like is a perfect score yeah, for exactly. the quality of film that you get right. with Dill Magnolias. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, so much so that this is Julia Roberts' first Oscar nomination. Exactly. Um, you had yeah. – Names like Betty Davis wanted to play Weezer. Meg Ryan was originally attached to Julia Roberts' part of Shelby. Um, this was a huge, huge successful movie. Uh, did did Sally Field? I think Sally Field won Best Actress, right? I'm almost positive she did, but I'm gonna double I can check fact check because, that. Yeah. Oh no, she didn't win. She didn't. Norma Ray and Places in the Heart, which is surprising because this this is like. I haven't seen uh, Norma Ray, but I've definitely that seen Places is. in the Heart, and I think this is a better performance from her. But again, and that's tough. Julia right? Roberts. Julia Roberts lost to someone in my left foot, which is the a uh, Daniel Day Lewis, and that's what I mean. Bag. So yeah. the competition is always something you have to pay attention to, right? Like if you, there are some movies that you'd be shocked didn't win Best Picture, but then when you see what it lost to, you're just like, oh, okay, I fucking get it. Yeah, yeah, that that it's always interesting to take it from that scope. So, um, all right, so eight point nine is our Rotten Tomatoes score that we're going to give it. So let's go to our our big our silver tuna of categories. Let's go with smokeability. Um, our silver tuna is that a saying? Silver tuna, yeah, dude, isn't that from Home Alone? Isn't that what he says? Like there, that's the one, Marv. That's the silver. Tool. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Boom. Wait till we get Home Alone on here. Not yeah, to bring the, Christmas into the mix already, but the hol- um, yeah, the holiday. We're we're probably gonna need to do a couple holiday. Episodes. Oh, we're gonna do like oh, I think however many episodes we do from like Thanksgiving through New Year's is gonna be all holiday movies. Everybody, we should do so. we should do like ABC Family's Twenty Five Days of Christmas. Done. We should do high expectations. I don't know. We'll Days of Christmas. Work, workshop the title. We'll That's figure out so, something cool. I mean, it's um, not like I'm not going to watch a billion Christmas movies. Oh, anyway, they're going to be on constantly. They're going to be on. I mean, I have Christmas movies on even now, so it's going to they're so quad, good. Quadruple up come Christmas time. 
So smokeability was a tough one for me because like, like we said, this has kind of been a subjective moving target, the smokeability from week to week, right? You can interpret it different ways. Yeah. I think I kind of copped out on my score and I just went with a straight five because I was just like, I don't know which way to go with it because I do think being high and getting into a movie like this where the feels are so real and so intense is kind of nice if if you're able to handle it, right? Um, but I also know that like this movie is amazing whether you're high or not. It's not necessarily enhancing it too much. It It's a little different. But so I kind of just went middle of the road because I was just I just kind of didn't know if it was making it better or if it was like a great high experience or if it kind of took away from it being sober. But I, I went with a five because I was I was like, you know what? It definitely changes the perspective of the movie. I like what it does in terms of getting you deeper into the feels. At least that was my experience with this weed and, you know, when I was watching it. So I gave it a five for smokeability. Interesting. Um, I, man, this movie. It's a tough one because you don't want to like one. knock it. You don't want to knock no. the movie. I don't want to knock the movie, but I do think there are aspects of the movie that aren't necessarily enhanced well by the weed. Um, and I know it's meant to be this way, but like the whole diabetic shock scene is very jarring. Yeah, yeah, which is and tough. It's it's tough when you're stoned to sit through something like that. Um, and then I, I just got me thinking, like, oh my god, is this like like a legitimate portrayal of this? And I looked it up, and there are some controversies behind the portrayal of like how bad her, how bad, how quickly it gets. Like this is like the worst case scenario for diabetics, right? Is what happens with her in that scene in the hair salon. So I thought that was an interesting, like I'd pause the movie to look it up because I was curious. So I thought it was interesting that there was some controversy behind that. Um, and I do like getting emotional. And, but when I get emotional, what I like being emotional stoned is like the feel good emotional. Like when we talk no, about I know. Yeah. It's it was like school of rock. So this kind of, it it made me real sad, man. It got me real, real sad, um, which is not always what I want to feel. But I think if you look at it in terms of a breakup movie, maybe um, I was pretty, pretty tough on this. And my score has changed a lot. So I'm willing to negotiate here. But I gave it a solid three for smokeability. OK, so, I mean, I I do get what you're saying. And I think ending or I guess meeting in the middle at a four would do, would kind of do the justice that we're saying, which is it is, it can be a harder movie to watch high. Right. Mm. But if you're and somebody like, I don't need, who like, enjoys if I watch that this again, yeah, yeah. If I watch this again, I probably won't be stoned. You know what I right. mean? Like yeah. more than likely I'm not going to be stoned next time I watch this because it's not something that I feel like I need to watch. high. no, 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 definitely not. And it's, it's a very situational movie. Like if you haven't seen it, go see it, right? Like go there's that, yeah. there's kind of that aspect of things, but then. But also like, so think about it from this perspective. If you're telling someone to go watch it for the first time. Don't watch it high. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. No, no, don't watch it high. But what I would say is if, 
wait a little while and then watching it high might give you a different because there are some scenes that are like I felt like the wedding in the beginning of the movie, like all the dancing, the music, the kind of everyone being so jovial was actually really fun to watch high, like especially the the dancing scenes, which I thought were just super fun. So I think meeting in the middle out of four sets it sets it to a good standard. Although I would probably even say maybe like a three, five, maybe like a three, five, just because again, I think there's a side of this where it's not always going to hit right with everybody because of how emotional it is. So let's, how about a three, five? Yeah, I think, I think a four is strong. I'd go like middle three to upper yeah. three. So let's yeah. go three, five. I think that that's about right. And yeah. That makes its final overall score a 5.2, which ties it, which is like super hard to say this, right? Because we know how good of a movie it is, but it ties it with The Rocker. It's tough. But again, like we said, (laughs) it's not not about the caliber of movie. Exactly. We're not judging this on the quality of the film. We've had some really, really strong films on here that have not scored super well. This being one of them, right? This is a great movie, yeah. not a great stoned movie. And exactly. that's what we do here at High Expectations. We go through all of this process for you people listening. Yeah. So you can just say, hey, I wonder if hell. this movie's good high. Let me check with High Expectations. Oh, no, torture. it's not. We torture Skip. ourselves for you. So you can have a better or Friday night believe, experience. Let me try it. Right. So in terms of how high I would get with this movie, I think we're both under the impression that if you've never seen it, don't even get high. Just watch it. It's an amazing right. flick. Going forward, it's definitely gives some time in between the watches, but I wouldn't necessarily get stoned for it no, either you, because that might get a little tight weird. buzz. Yeah. yeah. It, as Dilo says, a tight buzz. So, all right. That wraps it up for... Steel Magnolias. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Uh, and we're going to go with uh, Legally Blonde. Super fun movie. Uh, I assume a lot of people have seen that movie, but Dilo, what are we in for with this? I got you. This is, I've seen, <laughs> this is, I don't know that I've seen this movie all the way through in a long time. Like Katie, yeah. I'll, I'll come in on. and out because Katie has it on a lot or, um, but like the, like a full watch through it's been a minute so Elle Woods has it all she wants nothing more than to be Mrs. Warner Huntington the third but there is one thing stopping him from proposing she is too blonde Elle rallies <laughs> Elle rallies all of her resources and gets into Harvard determined to win him back and you know what this it really is kind of like what what I would think a lot of people would watch after a breakup because like we were saying in the beginning it it really is like a super empowering kind of like well I mean a, it's basically somebody who goes through a breakup in, right in it, the movie. I was going to say so, that yeah it's as far as the category goes this is both a movie you'd watch after a breakup and a movie with a breakup in it which is cool. right. So it works perfectly with that, and it, it it has a really really good ending. Uh, but it's fun, man. This is just a fun movie. Yeah, I think my high thought throughout the movie was 
could I, if I had made a really good video to get into college, could, could I have gotten into like some bigger name college or like more prestigious <laughs> colleges? Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, I'm sure the video t- tipped her a little bit, but let's also not diminish the fact that she scored a 179 on the LSAT. That's No, insane. I know, but my whole, I, I guess like, I liked the non-traditional approach and I'm I've like I'm a non-traditional guy and it's just like Yeah, with like I, it, the pink paper and like Yeah, the, it just never yeah. dawned on me to do that kind of stuff cuz I kind of went into like the way our society does like yeah. hey, do it this way. Blah, blah, blah. Into a little box. Yeah, but like dude, what if I would have just like done it my way and applied my way and I've started doing that now when I apply for jobs and stuff like I don't do a traditional resume, I don't do a traditional cover letter like I kind of talk about some other things that I feel I bring to the table not just like my work experience. So I, again, I just I kind of thought that that was a fun I just I kind of had like a fun thought yeah. throughout the movie like damn why didn't I do that and maybe I could have like, does it really well <laughs> yeah it's so it was just I thought it was funny but um this this was like a super fun movie I haven't seen this in a while but it was really fun yeah. to watch again and especially high but I so for quotability I I I quote I know I've quoted this movie for years. So yeah. oh, I yeah. may have gone a little too aggressive with it. I'm not 100% sure. I went with a 6.8 in terms of quotability because there's oh. just so many one-liners throughout it that are used frequently, right? Like there may right. not be a ton of quotable lines, but the ones that are quotable get quoted a lot. Like over and over. The bend and snap works every time. Oh, yeah. That's like I hear everybody would know that. So I gave that a That is actually eight. what's funny about the bend and snap, I you know, I do my research. Um that wasn't originally the bend and snap wasn't originally written into the script. The writers oh, were out drinking it's genius. The writers were out drinking one night and they decided they wanted to give Jennifer Coolidge who God, I love Jennifer Coolidge. I know she's had kind of a renaissance with White Lotus recently, but I've always loved Jennifer Coolidge since this. Like, she's so good. Um, but they decided they wanted to give her more of a part. So they wrote, they were like out drinking one night and they wrote the bend and snap scene so they could give her a bigger story, which is really cool. Which is great. And it was yeah. a key part, I think. She was like kind yeah. of a key side story to this whole thing you loved her as like her confidant her like go-to person who she could just like gush to in this very you know hospitable world that she's put herself into and kind of being unfairly judged yeah Yeah, at harvard yeah for someone like l comma wood or wood comma l you know right exactly you got into harvard law l Warner? I totally forgot you go here. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm sorry, are you here to see me? No, silly. I go here. You you go where? Harvard. Law school. You got into Harvard Law? What, like it's hard? Like it's hard? Like there's... (laughs) I wonder how Harvard felt about this movie. I don't know because you know you get I mean, creepy professor. Who's it gives like them publicity. Yeah, that's true. Free marketing, bro. Bad publicity. Exactly. Um, 
But one of the thing is like my high thought was how shitty all of the guys in this movie are. They are other than Luke the guy Wilson, she ends up who, with, right? Yeah, other than what's his name, Everett Emmett, whatever his yeah. name is, Emmett, um, Emmett, right? Emmett, yeah, yeah. Um, other than Emmett, every other guy's a piece of shit, and and like even the UPS guy's kind of a piece of shit the way he's checking out the women in the in the salon, but like Warner sucks. The professor sucks. They're just bad dudes. Uh, but you got to love Luke Wilson in this. He's a babe. Yeah, might he's be, a babe. A might be Luke babe. Wilson at his hottest. Yeah, a quiet babe. Um, so what did you what did you end up giving it for quotability then? Uh, I went with a six point two. On oh, okay. Because so we're, we're there the are form. like you said the the uh, Wood comma L. You got into Harvard. Like it's hard. Like all that stuff. There's memorable scenes. The whole video of her applying to Harvard that you were talking about. I feel comfortable using legal jargon in everyday life. I object. All that's super memorable. I don't personally quote it a lot, but I know it's quotable, so I wanted to give it a, a respectable score. I'm yeah. six two. All right. I think split the difference on this one. Six five. I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like I quote it more than you do probably because you don't, I don't think you quote it at all really, but (laughs) we, I know that there are people out there who quote it a ton and it has a lot of quotable. Right. Like Katie. People is Katie. Right. Katie. It, she has like a legally blonde language. I'm taking the dog. Dumbass. So I think six, five does it justice and makes sense with, what they were going for for the movie too. I think they wanted it to be a quotable comedy. So yeah, let's lock that in at six five. Um, like rewatchability. It's like you said, it's a movie that's I can always have on and I'll watch it. Right, like if it's on TBS, I'll throw it on for sometimes like half hour or whatever. If I'm if I'm going out and I it like I have like thirty minutes to kill, I I can throw it on. I don't necessarily sit down to watch it a lot, but no, I can, but I can. Right. But having said that, I, I went with a 5.2 in terms of rewatchability because it's, above, it's above average. Oh, it's above average, but it's like not a movie that I sit down, I think and watch in entirety very often ever. So I went to 5.2, but I left room. I left room there because I kind of figured it would end up in the realm of like five to the five and sixes, I thought. Yeah, Um, that's lower. Honestly, it's lower than I thought, because this is a very like I said, it's a fun movie. It's it. It's one that I think Katie would just throw on randomly. And I think there are a lot of people that would just kind of have this movie on in general. Because yeah. it's that kind of movie that you can just – it's lighthearted. You know what you're getting into. It's not super complicated. It's enjoyable to watch. Um, so there's definitely a rewatchability factor. I personally, again, would not put this on. Yeah. But I understand why people would. I gave it a six. Okay. So that makes sense. So it kind of falls in that range. I think I would still stick with the five 
in terms of the the five gauge area, maybe yeah. like a five point eight, five point nine, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think I mean a five eight's probably good because I was being kind of generous. Um because I don't want to get in trouble with Katie. Yeah, don't get in trouble, but also in the same sense, like part of this is like our take on it, right? We do try no, to take into account like the global masses perspective on things, but ultimately that's where the next score comes in. Yeah. Right. Right. But ultimately on these other categories, aside from the Rotten Tomatoes one is sort of our take on it. So let's lock it in at 5.8. I think that is kind of on point. And when I look at some other scores, it's kind of goes in line in terms of rewatchability. Like this is higher than Road Trip in terms of rewatchability, which I think makes sense. I think it's probably a more rewatchable movie. Because yeah. like Road Trip, you can watch every now and then, but yeah. it's not like we talked about it. It's outdated. It's it is not, outdated. Like, this one holds up. Legally Blonde it's, holds up. It's a great it story. Yeah. Uh, all right. Popularity score. It got a 72% as the audience rotten tomato score so respectable yeah that translates to a 7.2 for us uh and again i actually thought it would be slightly higher but the critics consensus is though the material is predictable and formulaic reese witherspoon's funny nuanced performance makes this movie better than it would have been otherwise which actually is sort of spot on i think reese witherspoon does such a good job that she's the reason the movie is good yeah exactly it brings up any other part of the i mean selma blair as her foil is really good in that like they're just like this the small competition that they have together dynamic warner yeah and then like selma blair obviously vivian coming around and being team uh l is awesome and it's really it's funny that the focus is on reese witherspoon in those um in those critiques because there were other people in line to play l woods for this that are pretty interesting some pretty interesting people um were up for the role Charlize theron gwyneth paltrow alicia silverstone coming off of clueless a couple years before like five years before six years before could have fit this role really well. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and they even considered Britney Spears, which is oh, wow. insane That's, to think about. I'm and really happy they did not. I think you her. plug any other person in that group into this, it's, it's a not totally different movie. Yeah, I agree. So Based I on agree the people you said, it, Reese Witherspoon was the right pick. Uh Smokeability. All right. So this one is the the creme de la creme of scores. I, I had a tough one with this because I didn't know. I think you're going to be surprised by my score. Uh, in terms of how You'll high see. or low it is. Okay. I, well, okay. So I gave this movie a six in terms of smokeability. And again, I think I was referencing some other movies while doing this. So I don't know if that really, Oh no, sorry. I gave it a 6.5 and I did that because I saw what the rocketeer did, which was a six. So I kind of used that as a frame of reference. And I was like, it's definitely in my head was a better movie to smoke to. So I went with a 6.5. And I think it's also one of those movies where 
it made it more watchable for me. It's not on mystery men's level, but it definitely made it more watchable for me. So I went with yeah. a 6.5 in terms of smokeability. That's respectable. I'm on the same kind of wavelength here. Um, I do appreciate this movie for what it is. And I think it's a good movie and I understand why it's a lot of people's favorite movie and why it's a really good breakup movie. Um, me personally, I don't know that this is a movie that I would have enjoyed as much sober. Right. So I, I think a lot of it is a lot of what I enjoyed about this movie. Not a lot of what I enjoyed about this movie, but there were a lot of things that I enjoyed more. A lot of the one liners, the funny scenes, that kind of stuff hit harder because of the California raisins. I think it was just a good combo of weed and movie. So I really wanted to respect this and give it a, a good score because I think it enhanced it quite a bit. I gave it a 7.1 for smokeability. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, it's definitely on the upper side of things in terms of smokeability. I think it's, I think it's a fun movie to like kick back, get a little ripped, throw this on. It's just, it's light. Like I said, it's lighthearted. Reese Witherspoon kills. It's the reason it's our first box office hit as, as a major actor. Um, And it's just like, the chemistry of some of the the actors between Selma Blair and Reese Witherspoon and Luke Wilson, it's all, it just hits and it's, it's really fun to watch. So I think it's, I really would like, I like to lean a little higher on the spokeability for this. So I would be okay with a flat seven for this. But what are some other, what are some other seven I was, range? I was going to say school of rock is a seven. Uh, well, because School of Rock, you don't need to watch. Right. So, like, that's where Good you're talking Good about Burger. the malleability of this. Well, yeah. Well, again, Good Burger, you need to be stoned. Right. So, so they, I'd say it falls in line. Yeah. It's a moving target, like we said. Yeah. I think it, I, I would even go, I would say, like, six, eight, six, nine, if you wanted to Just respect out of that. some of those more I need to be high movies. Let's do 6.9. Let's keep it like, cause it's close. Cause again, it is one of the, it is a movie that I like, I would like to watch high. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I think it's better high and I think yeah. it was really fun to watch high. So I'm good with a 6.9. I think that hits it right. Boom. And that gives it a 6.5 as a final score, which is very respectable. respectable. Uh, it boosts it above. It's one. It's a tenth of a point higher than Stardust. So okay, uh, that's take it <laughs> for what it's. I worth. think it's perfect. Yeah, yeah I think it's perfect. perfect. All right, score another two good movies. Uh, in terms of Legally Blonde, how high would I get? I, I would say this movie is kind of from anyway from like a middle middle grade high to being stoned. I think it's good on that spectrum. I I don't know about like just take like a, a little higher. I, I would actually go for it a little bit on this movie. Yeah. I think you're going to enjoy it a little more. If you, if you get a little silly with it, I would say get a little silly, whatever that silly high get. Yeah. Whatever that kind of range is for you, find it. And that's a like silly highs are good because it's, you giggle a lot through this. There's some, yeah. the one liners hit dude. It's good. Get it's your good. giggle butt on, get your giggles. All right. Well, that wraps it up for the movies this week. Thank you to both of our better halves for this category yeah, and the yeah, selection. Super fun. Crushed it. Um, D'Lo, 
you want to take us out of here on a would you rather that somehow gets to be on theme with what we're doing here? <laughs> I went with the breakup theme, not so much trying to link Steel Magnolias and Legally Blonde because... Please, <laughs> don't do that. I don't know how I could try that. I don't um, even want to Steel Magnolias, would you rather? Yeah, Jesus. Anyway, uh, would you rather... Okay, I, I forget how to phrase this. Would you rather break up with someone or be broken up with? Uh, right. Cause there's the side of like, Oh, I'm prideful. And like, I want to do the breaking up. And then there's the side of, I don't want to be the one that is like, has the lower hand or, I, you know, right. I think most people would pick the, I want to break up with somebody, but then that can be tough too. Like if it's somebody you've been with for a long time and you're it's just hard. like, Breakups it sucks. Cause like yeah. you don't, if you're a nice person, like you never want to hurt anybody. And especially if no. you're breaking up, not for like a stupid, you just reason. like fell out of whatever you had. Yeah. Um, especially like younger relationships. Like that's just how, you know what I have, I've gone through both. And like, as much as getting broken up with does suck, I think the anxiety and the feels that I get with breaking up with somebody hurt even more. So I'd probably go with get broken up with and I'll deal with the pain. I, I do. And this is, I think is probably the people pleaser in both of us, but yeah. I, that's literally my train of thought. The anxiety of breaking up with someone who, for whatever reason, your relationship is fizzled out. They, you know, you just don't love each other or like right. each other anymore. Yeah. They cheated this, that, the other thing. Uh, it, Breaking up with someone is never easy, ever. No, and it's so, it sucks. Either way, uh, it sucks. But you don't want to like. I don't want to be the one to, if to deliver the on, blow. Yeah, I don't. I would rather take the take the brunt and just kind of roll with it. Watch them steal magnolias. Watch them legally blonde, and then smoke it. Get out. over it. You right. know what I mean? Smoke it out. So yeah, I'm going to be broken up with. I think in this situation. Okay, fair enough. Kate, well, Katie's going to have to break up with me. People pleasers to the rescue. Uh, <laughs> all right. Again, thank you everybody for tuning in for another episode. We really appreciate all the support. We can't do this alone. So Squadcast is the platform we use. Shout out to them. Great for beginners. Give it a look. Uh, Vince Sasso Trio uh, with our, that he, that is our good friend Vince's band. Uh, he wrote the intro riff and exit riff for us. Super cool. Listen to his episode. Listen to his episode. Uh, Podcastle is what Dilo uses to edit this. Again, great for beginners. Give it a try if you're just getting into the podcast world. Uh, all our Shout out to all the dispensaries we use. The ones that we use very frequently are the Cushery in Lake Forest Park, Have a Heart in Greenwood, Dockside Cannabis in Ballard. Thank you for always having a, a good staff and a good selection, selection for us. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us and that can be about anything, you can email us at podcast.highexpectations at gmail.com. You can contact us on Instagram and message us at high, high.expectations.pod. Uh, and you know, you can, I think contact us through Spotify. Yeah. Through well. any of the apps yep, yeah. that you're listening on. Yep. So again, feedback category, movie, Anything you want to try and get on the show, let Love, us know. Hate. Yeah, we take it all. So uh, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody. As always, Another be episode. kind.
and stay weird. Stay weird.